0: practice to take pleasure from everyday life, each and every moment, from sources that you thought was impossible to take pleasure from.
1: So I am so excited today because I'm chatting with my friend Lynn Holmquist and she is an international tantric therapist and facilitator and not only that but she produces the Swedish Tantra Festival at Angsbeker which is one of the biggest perhaps the biggest tantra festival Mm. in the world. Hi Lynn. Hello Shashi. (laughs) And today my... My burning passion to chat with you is, um, well, it's been planted since a beautiful event that you ran, and it's about pleasure and how pleasure can be a path to the divine.
0: Mmm, I love that topic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just to begin, how did, you know, how's your own relationship with pleasure been and how did you sort of discover that, pl- that pleasure
0: could actually be a sort of spiritual awakening? Mm. Yeah, my relationship to pleasure, uh, I think it started already when I was in the womb, like <laughs> it does for most people, because pleasure is like our birthright, and it's our path from the unborn until uh, to the born. We are constantly searching for the maximum pleasure when we are resting in the womb and when we're getting getting born, so... In a way, I think my my relationship to pleasure started already there. And then when I grew up, I was a very um, mindful and physical child. I like to touch things and I like to feel things. (laughs) And uh, I like to discover pleasure in in so many different levels. However, like it is for most people, I was shamed Mm. uh, when I did so. And I was taught that pleasure is something that I have to deserve pleasure is something that comes in a certain format it's only certain things that can bring pleasure and those things they need to be deserved Mm -hmm. and um, pleasure should be like a reward for something else yeah right that's a really big one huh yeah and then there was also this guilt about pleasure like uh, guilty pleasures like I loved to indulge in pleasure and some of those pleasures were guilty pleasures. So I've been struggling a lot with, with clearing my relationship to pleasure from, from the conditions from my, my childhood.
1: Yeah, I totally mm. get it. I think that's common for so many people. So how mm. did, when was your first, do you remember your first experience when somebody or some event or a, or a person showed you that, Pleasure could actually be, you know, not only not shameful, but actually Mm. spiritual or open you up in some way.
0: Mm. it it was definitely when my kundalini awakened Uh this this experience it was the most intense pleasure that I felt ever in my life until then and it happened spontaneously on the bike driving down the hill and (laughs) it was something that I've never heard about never seen never experienced and something that was so out of the box and I'm like oh my god this feels so good and it felt like it's my it's my natural self this is my truth so this is this is coming from so deep inside of me with so much power and I I couldn't even question it like I was so surprised but my mind couldn't even question it I just accepted this as as a part of of my my true self and uh, I was so amazed by this experience and this experience kept on coming back to me again and again, becoming more and more intense Mm -hmm. during the time of of my awakening of this energy. So I definitely remember this very clearly.
1: So Mm -hmm. for for listeners that are sort of like wondering what Kundalini Awakening is, a lot of people have heard of it and aren't sure. Um, Can Mm -hmm. you explain a little what
0: that means and and how how it happened for you? Mm -hmm. So... You can look at the Kundalini awakening in many different ways. Like First, you can look at it at the traditional spiritual point of view where the masculine and the feminine inside of you are coming in harmony and in balance and are spiraling up the spine in a way that awakens your consciousness and makes you come to a place of self-realization. Mm -hmm. And self-realization is always pleasurable. It feels like you are (laughs) plugging into God. You're plugging into the source, plugging into existence. And this experience is um, such a pleasurable, the ultimate pleasurable experience, I think. Mm -hmm. But what happens on a physical level is something that is quite simple, is that the connective tissue, the fascia in our body, for some reason, releases
1: Mm -hmm. We
0: have so many tensions in our bodies, in our fascia, due to shame and guilt and blame and pushing ourselves in, um, um, trying to adapt to people, our old traumas, our mind fucks. It makes the body and the fascia, the connective tissue, really tense. Mm -hmm. And we are not even aware of it. It's more or less like our personality. Our tensions defines our personality, my reactions, my behavior, the way my mind works, the way my nervous system works. So in a way, it's like, it's my identity. Mm -hmm. So what happens when, when, when we have a Kundalini awakening, it's simply that the connective tissue start to vibrate, start to remove these tensions. On some people, it's a slow process of many years. Uh, On some people, it's happening really fast through meditation, through tantra. Some people have it happen really fast through drug abuse. Um, But it creates a deep sensation of orgasm in the body, a deep, pleasurable relaxation and a really powerful opening in the brain because the brain doesn't recognize the landscape of your body anymore because you lost a lot of your personality, a lot of your tensions that are stored in the body. So it has a great impact on the hormones, a great impact on, on the nerves, on the brain. So basically you're, so you're talking about yeah. a physical
1: awakening, like a physical embodied enlightenment uh, or awakening, rather than just something through the mind. Or through meditation?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, everything is connected. Like, uh, I can't be. Uh, my consciousness can't expand uh, further than my limitations. And if I have limitations in my body, my mind can expand to a certain level. If I have tensions in my energy and my um, body and my mind can expand to a certain degree, but. If all my layers all my all the parts of my existence expands, there is the true expansion of consciousness. so I believe this is something that happens on many levels because it 's all connected, like when we have a Kundalini awakening, uh, expansion happens in the physical field, in the energy field, in the mind, in the uh, greater understanding, and yeah
1: so if we obviously this is very inspiring for people to hear because it 's like wow there 's this ultimate pressure. Um, mm. like a full body orgasmic feeling or my personality fall away. It's all, it sounds wonderful. But what, what about people who aren't there yet, um, who may mm. be struggling with guilt and shame around pleasure, but that feel, you know, like they, they want to shift that guilt uh, mm. and start, you know, and, and find a pleasurable path to, to the divine or to awakening. Mm. What would you suggest for people who are at that stage in their journey um, mm. when
0: they go? Mm. I see a lot of this when I meet people, this urge, this longing and the the shame also that you're not there, that you're not allowing yourself to to embrace pleasure. Uh, And the first step is just to let go of any struggle, any search, any need to experience anything else than what's happening right here, right now, Mm -hmm. and to let go of all shame about being who you are. Mm. This may be easily said, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but through through practice of uh, pleasure in a systematic way, it will happen. And it's a pleasurable journey, so it's not that you need to sacrifice anything. <laughs> and it's simply to, to practice to take pleasure from everyday life, each and every moment, from sources that you thought was impossible to take pleasure from. Such and a- I used to... Such as the breath, for example. like It's always a choice. How do you want to breathe? You want to breathe unconscious? You want to breathe conscious? Do you want to breathe as an everyday regular experience? Or take the opportunity to caress yourself on the inside of the body. To allow this breath to be like the most intimate touch in the nose, in the throat, in the lungs, and allowing the pleasure from this intimate touch to expand in your body as far as it can, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's really simple or just to touch things, touch yourself, touch objects mm-hmm. and, and see how much pleasure can I allow in this moment from this Mm. simple exercise of touching something touching a leaf a stone a spoon your own skin (laughs) and the thing is that the capacity of pleasure in our beings is so tremendous like I remember that I thought I knew what pleasure is I know what it is but time passed and it's just increasing 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 until I'm Fucking constantly vibrating of it, and I know this is not the end. I know this is just the preview of what is possible.
1: I love it. So you are recommending (laughs) that people basically just begin by looking around in the world around them, and it basically Mm. act in a different way. Start Mm. picking up things that they might otherwise walk past, and Mm. just pausing and and exploring with curiosity how they can find pleasure in those Mm. in those things. Exactly, I love that already. I think it 's mm. um, an amazing shift. just want to backtrack because you mentioned i 'm um, making little notes here. Um, you mentioned that um, we need to release shame, that releasing shame is a big thing and i I somewhere was recently listening to i can 't remember who someone talking about shame, and they said shame needs to be healed in the presence of others because shame mm. was created by others' opinions or judgments. Mm. And so therefore, mm. it's, it's not so easy to release it alone because we kind of need to be witnessed by people. Um, mm. So I wondered if you could speak a little bit about um, what would it look like? How would somebody release shame, um, for example, around their sexual pleasure or mm. around their body? Mm.
0: Yeah, I really, I really love this. However, I think it is possible to release shame by yourself, but it's really powerful to do it in the presence of someone else. Mm-hmm. And what I love the most is to create pleasure in myself. And the more pleasure I'm able to create, the more powerful the, the experience and the, the um, imprints will become, of course, like touching myself or masturbating or breathing and creating pleasure in my body in the Uh, being observed by someone else and the most powerful thing it is during the deepest pleasure to have eye contact with someone Mm. Uh, and and not trying to hide not trying to perform because also pleasure for some people it's a way to perform yeah it's a way to show how good I am or how good you are and to give you some credit like look how much pleasure you created for me Mm-hmm. But to remove all of this and to be just observed and to be seen in the depth of my pleasure it is an entrance to god yeah yeah mm. so and i remember yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> i was just i remember say- i remember the, the first time this happened to me yeah like i was um observed by a man he asked me to undress in front of him and um I don't know what brought me pleasure in this moment if it was the fact that I'm a little bit of a... (laughs) Uh, I like people to see me or uh, I, I like to, people to be present with me. But I felt a lot of pleasure in, in being nude in front of me. And the fact that he didn't do anything, he he didn't want to take my pleasure. He didn't want to use my pleasure. He didn't want to give me pleasure. He just observed me being there naked mm. and feeling all of this. And what I observed in him when he watched me is... I saw that he saw God in me Mm. and through his observation, through him seeing God in me, it became clear. It became clear that I am God. And when I realized this, when I embodied this, God was looking out of my eyes. God was feeling through my skin. God was beating in my heart. God was breathing in my lungs. And this divine pleasure of being divine just filled me up and erased everything that is human about me. Mm. And I could see God everywhere. I could see it in Him. I could see it in the chair. I could see it in the sunlight. I could see it in the curtains. I could see it in the dancing dust in the in the in the air. Like. It's omnipresent. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's very what you just shared is very similar
1: to what I was—not uh, uh, similar, but reflection of what I was going to say—is um, to heal our shame. Something I've noticed is it's important to be able to reveal that that we have been ashamed of in front of mm. somebody who's able to witness it um, themselves. Because if you reveal yourself in front of someone else who still carries shame and judgment, you can end up just. Mm putting another layer of shame back on. And in a way, I think that's what we do with Tantra workshops and events is um, mm. create that space where we can see the divine in each other in, and instead of the
0: judgments. Yeah.
1: And obviously you were lucky to just receive that with a, with a man. Yeah. <sighs> Mm. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I think you described this quite well when you were talking about Kundalini there's something about pleasure that leads us home to our true self do mm. you think if someone isn't um, necessarily having a Kundalini awakening if they start to do practices of pleasure as you're describing mm. do you think that will still um, help them to find their true self and how would that happen? definitely,
0: definitely you know, pleasure is our birthright. Pleasure is uh, a guidance towards our truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, we need to distinguish between short-term pleasure and long-term pleasure. Like eating a bag of candy doesn't necessarily bring me to my true self. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how it's done. of course, Yeah. <laughs> if I, yes. If I uh, indulge in the sweetness of of the chocolate and I allow myself to open, to be filled and to be really produced into my true self by the chocolate, yes. But many people use this short-term pleasure to escape the pain. Mm -hmm. So life is life. It contains everything. It contains pain. It contains pleasure. It contains love. It contains fear. It contains everything. And we are, our, our consciousness is capable of embracing it all. And that's the unconditional love. Mm. And I believe that this is our true self. Mm -hmm. This is the source, the essence of our being. It is um, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And pleasure can bring us to this uh, experiences of unconditional love because pleasure is a guide towards that. Mm -hmm. So... Towards my truth, I'm walking on this path. I have many different choices. What should I choose? Should I choose something that will give me validation in the eyes of someone else? Or should I choose something that gives me true pleasure? Mm -hmm. Should I choose something that I think will be good for me in the future? Or should I choose something that I think is going to give me true pleasure?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We always have a choice. and if we dare to choose what gives us true pleasure, we are going to walk the path of our truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And everything that we see and feel, and experience, it's going to be our truth. And you know, what, something
1: that you mentioned there, I just want to um, go into it a little deeper. You mentioned how it's not about the object of our ple- that we might be using for our pleasure. It's not about mm. the box of chocolates, but it's about the attitude or the consciousness mm which we bring to that interaction, actually, because it's like a relationship Mm. between you and the chocolate. I think this is really important because what we see is a lot of kind of unconscious pleasure seeking or hedonism where it looks like people are getting their pleasure, but they don't really taste it at all. Mm. Because it's so much guilt that they just kind of shovel a whole box of chocolates down and don't taste Mm. it for one. Whereas Mm. the tantric way would be more, totally tasting smelling merging mm. becoming it so deeply it's a completely different way of um it's like a conscious hedonism mm.
0: conscious pleasure mm. right exactly
1: so this seems mm. to be an important part that makes a shift um of that growth that we're looking for is mm. uh, basically it's the the consciousness that we bring mm. so
0: and that's a comp- That completely changes our relationship to pleasure. Yeah. This is what you're talking about and also brings us the opportunity to feel pleasure in, in the the darkness, Mm -hmm. to find pleasure in the pain, Mm -hmm. find pleasure in, in the sadness, because there is pleasure there as well. And how allowing myself, huh?
1: Oh, I was just going to say how, but you're just going to tell me by allowing myself,
0: (laughs) (laughs) by, by allowing myself to, to feel alive the way life is. Mm -hmm. That brings true pleasure. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, recently I discovered the pleasure in sadness. And I realized that I have not been sad for many years. Why? Because sadness is an unwanted emotion in our culture. Mm -hmm. However, sadness shows me the path towards what is right. If I did something, if I walked uh, another road than than my true road, I will feel sad. I will feel regret Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. sadness and this regret will guide me back to my path. But I have not been listening to my sadness. I've been shutting it off and made me step away from my path. (sighs) And then I realized, Oh shit, I have so much sadness inside of me and so much regret. And I could, and, relax and indulge in this sadness and feel the pleasure of being alive, the pleasure of being able to feel sadness and regret and the pleasure of realizing, oh, I've been stepping away from my truth. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel this and feel this gratitude and, and this yeah, this this deep gratitude for the pain and for the sadness and the pleasure mm-hmm. in in this
1: so mm-hmm. it, you're saying that if any of our listeners are, have an emotion that they think that is wrong and they're trying to push it away, whether it's sadness mm-hmm. or fear, that actually they, they feel it more fully um, so that they can find that pleasure of being alive and also mm-hmm. the wisdom that that emotion is kind of guiding them towards.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I, th- I think sometimes uh, the guidance that is so helpful in the tantra world is about feeling it in the body, right? To really let... Mm-hmm. And breathe into it. And just really let it be felt. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm.
0: A- yeah. And also seeing what kind of thoughts. Is coming together with this feeling. This emotion. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend Ria here. We have been talking a lot about jealousy today. Jealousy as one of the less desired. <laughs> experiences that yeah. we have. And <laughs> It is possible to feel pleasure in jealousy. When we allow ourselves to feel it and we will look at what kind of thoughts are coming here like the the thoughts of being less worthy the thoughts of of being uh, less beautiful less less attractive or or the fear of being left or or abandoned and see yeah these are these are all thoughts and it has maybe nothing to do with the reality it's like my inner movie that I create because I don't allow this feeling of jealousy to be and when I allow this feeling of jealousy to be, it's actually really beautiful. It's really pleasurable. Could be. Mm-hmm. So what,
1: um, you, what you're saying is that this path of pleasure is not only about the chocolate and the smell of the flowers, but actually it's about anything that is alive in our field. Beginning exactly. just the sense. It's about kind of awakening the senses to whatever alive.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it's really great to do experiments around this, you know, I'm really into the BDSM and the pain and, and the, the blocking of energy to, to allow myself to make new reference points. Can I feel pleasure even though there is pain? Can I feel pleasure even though my, and my energy is completely restricted? Yes, it is possible. It is and possible.
1: I, and what do you think, this be, <laughs> if, if you were going to try and um, teach someone what you've learned from your experiments? <laughs> mm. What do you think, could you put it in words, how it is, when something, say, physically painful happens, how do we mm. find the pleasure in that? Is there a, a practical guidance you can give?
0: Mm. It is yeah. basically to, to relax. Like, all pain, mm. all discomfort, is the opportunity to wake up and be present. That's the signal it sends out into the body, like, hello, wake up, be present, and check if this pain is um, a result of danger. If the pain is a result of danger, I will become scared and I will uh, take action. I will run away, I will fight for my life or change the situation. However, most of the time when we experience pain and discomfort, it's a mindfuck. Mm -hmm. But it leads to the reaction of fear. So most people are uh, afraid to 95% out of no reason. Uh And this fear is poisoning us, poisoning Mm -hmm. our minds. So what we can do is that we can learn how to detect pain. Like, oh shit, I'm feeling pain right now. Someone slapped me (laughs) in the face. It's painful. But does it kill me? No. Is it dangerous? No. Did I choose to, to to experience this? Yes. I choose to experience this. How deeply can I choose to experience this pain? I can fully emerge with this pain. I can allow myself to surrender to this pain. And suddenly this pain is transformed into pleasure.
1: Oh wow. That's a great description. Yeah. You know what, what it reminds me of one time I trod on a scorpion. I twice I've oh, died right. and the first time I was in total resistance. I mean I knew it wasn't gonna kill me, but it's so painful. Mm. But the second time it happened, I decided to surrender to the pain. I'm not quite sure I could say I relaxed, but I opened to it. Mm. And Mm. my body was moving and shaking and it was almost, and it actually became kind of orgasmic and pleasurable. Exactly. I noticed as long as I was completely open to it, I was in this kind Mm. of orgasmic pleasure. And if I had Mm. even one bit of resistance to what was happening, I went into pain and that Mm. it was up to me to navigate the difference, not, you know, the Mm. score was the same, but whether Mm. I was resisting it being there or opening to it being there was basically the shift between pain and and pleasure it was such a Mm.
0: that is perfect and it's such a i I think this is so important to bring out what you're just saying right now and it brings me into like the my uh, my passion what i really want to share with people and it's the, the moment of being born and, being, uh, and, and, and dying. Because uh, this is, I think, the, the, what the, the most fear in women is to give birth. Mm-hmm. And the most fear in human beings is to die. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, now I'm, I've never died, so I can't speak from experience. But <laughs> the fact is, I, <laughs> I had experience like you with a, with a scorpion, but uh, with giving birth. Like, this is an opportunity to feel fear. It is an opportunity to feel pain. However, if I surrender to it, the orgasm will come and release it and will be so much pleasurable to to give birth. However, the the smallest thought and the smallest doubt will bring me back into pain. It's like Mm. walking on the razor edge. Mm. But both of my deliveries were pain-free, were orgasmic. And I know that this is the potential for most women. And I believe that we will change the generations if we start to give birth to our children in pleasure, in ecstasy, in orgasm, it will fully change the whole world. <laughs> I totally and wholeheartedly agree.
1: And so to extend from that to the other topic, do you think that that's also the way we should be dying? Orgasmic death? Yeah. Anything? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely.
0: That's something that I'm exploring wanting. right now uh, in my own sexual life. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah right.
0: Well, I so mean, can I get to that?
1: <laughs> I love how the French call the orgasm le petit mort, the little death. Yeah, it, it really yeah. is like a, a practicing to, to surrender, isn't it? And, mm. um, you know, certainly some spiritual teachers have talked about dying as orgasm. But yeah, mm. I guess we won't be here to give the podcast on that one. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lynn, thank you so much for chatting on this topic. Mm. I think this is such a, a brilliant topic for people to contemplate. Mm. And I love, um, you know, looking at how uh, pleasure isn't just about seeking the kind of positive things, but also mm. being able to transform what we would normally resist into pleasure. Mm by the way mm. life I think that's so empowering and fantastic so thank you so much um mm. and so uh, you I just want to say a little bit about you because people are probably like well what are you doing? And I'll put some links aside so that people can can find you and I've I've certainly been enjoying um you did like a kind of storytelling online um, mm. <laughs> yeah I'd just like to say more of that please and um yeah I'd love to put some links um, into that. Are you, gonna, are you planning to produce more of that kind of wonderful thing?
0: Of course, yeah. I think that's going to be my new, my new thing uh, because um, people really appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm going to start um, a podcast with bedtime stories.
1: Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. I shall be listening together with my beloved. We've really enjoyed oh, yeah. the last one. <laughs> Great. Nice well I'm very happy to support that and mm. um, yeah thank you so much for sharing I know you're off you're in Portugal and you're off to, to do a training right now so I'm so grateful mm. that you've spared the time for the sharing mm. and, I'm glad uh, to talk to you yeah oh thank you God. for your, mm. your passion and your inspiration that you share mm, you too thank you